want to welcome you guys all aboard the training train. I want to welcome you to the train station. Today's topic, we're going to be talking all about puppy training. And we get a lot of questions on the channel about puppy training, lots of questions about puppy potty training, crate training, uh, socialization is another big one. And those are the three topics we'd really like to dive into. Now, we do our uh, train station uh, every week. If this is your first time here, we are, uh, my, my name's Ken Steep. This is Kale McCann. I am a professional dog trainer. Kale's just finishing her dinner. She just That's got right. back from teaching. That's why I was giggling. Um, so uh, we're professional dog trainers. Um, Kale's actually a 21-time world champion of dog agility as well. So she's a, a bit of an expert when it comes to uh, dog agility training. But we teach at McCann Professional Dog Trainers where every single week we help more than 500 dogs to become well-behaved four-legged family members. And uh, over the years, McCann Dogs has helped over 80,000 uh, dog owners to overcome their training challenges. So we do this train station for you guys we we we, we want to know your questions we uh I, I see the chat is uh lighting up we see lots of great comments and questions in there and you know what my favorite part right now is uh daryl uh who po32007 changed his name we talked oh. about that but daryl uh drops the toot toot and that's what i love to hear here <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the train station. Now, uh, an interesting little story. Daryl's one of our students and uh, with his Vigila Luna, and they won a contest. Who, the, the contest was put on on Instagram by one of our, uh, our moderators. By and Dan students also. And students as well, yeah. And so, friends. <laughs> yeah, small world. It was pretty exciting. It was uh, fun to be able to, uh, to uh, give uh, Daryl and uh, Luna something cool. They have a great Instagram channel that I love to, to check out. And uh, I want to welcome all of you guys to the train station. Now, uh, as I mentioned a couple of moments ago, we're going to be talking about some puppy training stuff. But this is for you. You know, uh, before I was a dog trainer, I'd grown up with uh, working dogs, not uh, house dogs, not like pet dogs. And um, I thought I knew some things about dog training. And when I got my Black Lab Deegan many years ago, uh, it didn't go well. I, uh, I, my vet told me that I should take her to McCann Dogs. I went there and I learned so much. So on this channel and in these conversations, I want to share with you some of the things that I wish I knew, uh, you know, before I'd gotten that first, um, that uh, Deegan, my, my black lab. But if you want to talk just for a second about, you know, what we do at McCann Dogs and want to welcome everybody to the live stream. Yeah. So we have, um, all kinds of classes at McCann Dogs. We have puppy classes for puppies um, 15 weeks and under, and then we have grades one, two, three, four that all deal with um, training your training your family dog uh, to be a good listener and um, a well-behaved four-legged family member. Um, which is our tagline, but it's so true. It's it's yeah. that's our goal is to help you to have a dog that behaves better, so that you really want to integrate it into your family as much as possible. And we really want to give you the tools to have a dog that listens so well that you want to do stuff with them, and you don't just totally. want to like shove them in a crate or put them in the backyard and be annoyed by them. We want them to listen well, so that you're encouraged to go out and do stuff and involve your dog in you know the stuff that you normally do with your family. Um, so that's sort of the name of the game. Obviously, Obviously, we do some dog sports as well with me teaching um, agility 
classes. We have about 90 agility students that we teach a week. Uh, we do about, uh, other dog sports as well, but the, the main component of all of our training is just the basics and, you know, um, teaching them to be a, a good listener and reliable. Yeah. And so, to like to do it. For sure. I want to welcome everybody who's here. I see Dan and Ellen Luton, Julie, Rathy, uh, Mishka the Lab, who I know has been working on some down training. She's working on her down. Um, Greg Folds, uh, Lamb Chop, uh, Daryl, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Melissa Salt, uh, Madison Winters, Lori Hoffman. I want to welcome all you guys that I nice. see in the chat. Now, something that I've been thinking about lately is I'd love to know what you guys are, where you're watching. Like, I, I'm interested to know, uh, are you watching? on desktop on mobile on TV uh, let me know in the chat um, because I could change if you're on, if we're on mobile I think we're really tiny right now maybe really? we need to change the crop that's probably a good thing so the email well, maybe we're probably cuter to look at when we're smaller yeah well I mean I don't think that I would want to watch a large face of mine no you don't think so I don't think so I don't know with that said, let's jump right into this. Today Good we're answer, talking sweetie. we're talking about puppy training and um, we're going to talk do a deep dive into your puppy training challenges. We're going to talk about potty training, crate training, as well as some socialization. But on that note, I'm Ken Steep. I'm Cal McCann. Welcome back to McCann Dogs. So, we get so many puppy training questions. Uh, it's uh, hard to believe. Um, I just see some people are, are mentioning now they're answering that question, uh, watching on mobile, iPad, TV, internet, and laptop <laughs> from our moderators. Um, yeah, lots of people watching on mobile. So um, that's really interesting to know. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm trying to make your experience better so it's easier for you to learn as we go through these. And I'll have to uh, keep that in mind as, uh, as we're uh, you know, going through some of our training today. So one of the most common questions we get about puppy training is about puppy potty training. Yeah. So uh, I know some of you are here for different reasons, but if you have a puppy potty training question, drop it in the chat. Now's the time. We'd like to sort of uh, jump uh, you know, into those question and answers. Um, but one of the most common things I think I see is people that are having a, a trouble with their puppy potty training. The uh, Their puppy seems to be doing a pretty good job. They'll go outside and maybe the puppy doesn't go. They bring them back in, or maybe they do go outside, but they bring their puppy back in and then they have an accident. Yeah, it's so very let's, common. Let's talk about how you might overcome some of, like, uh, one of those challenges, you know, bringing your puppy in and they do have an accident. Yeah, well, where we live right now, it's extremely cold outside, and this is a pretty common problem for this time of year because the dogs go outside and they're cold and they don't really want to be out there. So they might not go to the bathroom at all because they're uncomfortable outside or maybe they'll only go a little bit and yeah. then sometimes people assume that they've relieved themselves they bring them inside and then they sort of get distracted thinking that they can you know rest easy because their dog was just out and it's a pretty common time for dogs to have an accident um, or in the summertime or any other time of the year um, they're with a puppy everything is just a distraction so if you go outside and your puppy's being very playful and they're just sort of chasing the leaves and running around and being silly and they aren't actually getting down to business totally. you might take them back inside and then they might they might go out um, then they might have an accident as well so we recommend that when you're working through this type of issue with your dogs and this is actually a good tip whether you're having issues or not um, is that when you take your dog outside for um, a potty break that you should go out either with like 
the uh, purpose of business to the purpose of pleasure. So if you're taking them out to relieve themselves, we recommend that you take them out on leash and try not to allow your dog to walk you all over the lawn. Remember, this is something that used to irritate me about you and your dog when we first met. Yes, yeah. So I would help him take care of his dog and his dog would like have to find the perfect spot and I would be out there forever with her on the lawn and I my dogs just go out and I say hurry up and they like pee within seconds so anyways that's something I helped uh, Ken with many, 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 many years ago. Yeah. Um, but it's really helpful. So I basically just go out and I find a spot and my dog sort of gets that area. And um, I'll use a hurry up command once they sort of have a, an idea of what that means. Or go pee or whatever you want to say. I'm not a go pee kind of person. Well, hurry up th- is so better. This is important. So keep in mind what... T- term you want to use if you're teaching your puppy to go potty on command because you're probably at some point going to have have to use it in around public. a lot of people yeah. yeah so this is something that people will sometimes say to us like if, they, if they've trained their dog to go give mommy a pee-pee yeah or go tinkly or something if it's something really silly then keep that in mind you might have to do it hey, when there's and other maybe people you're, around maybe you're confident in your go tinkly and you just ride that wave out <laughs> yeah. not me not right. me anyways take them out and sort of um, stay in one space and allow them to go to the bathroom don't let them go for a long time and if your puppy is really so truly distracted that they don't that they don't go right away chances are they probably don't have to go that bad but when you bring them inside we wouldn't recommend that you just sort of give them freedom and let them do what they want um, what I like to do is bring them in and I'll put them back into their crate or their kennel for just a few minutes yeah. uh, and then I'll just happily get the puppy back out and I'll I'll try again um, because that sort of avoids the issue of the dog coming in and uh, and having a bathroom um, error, a mistake in your house. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and the other thing is, you know, if your if your puppy uh, hasn't gone, you bring them back in and they go in their crate. You take them back out. If at any point you don't return them to your crate, you need to be one hundred percent supervising them because your puppies are such opportunists. They'll find that moment when you're distracted. You know, you could be eyes glued on your puppy and then for a moment you look at your phone or you check your purse or you find something that you're looking away and your puppy has an accident so (laughs) you check your purse whatever yeah that's just the first thing that came to mind um so uh, really be aware of that you need to be supervising your puppy 100 percent of the time if they're likely to have an accident you need to be a great manager and if your puppy does have an accident mark that moment with an oops or an ah or a hey or something you can even clap your hands or do something hey hey to mark that to sort of startle them yeah to mark that moment and you can sometimes interrupt the behavior and that can be really really helpful that brings me to a next point so um if any of this stuff is happening one of the things that you're going to find just really makes this a lot easier for you is making sure your dog is on a leash or a house line because in my experience if um you know i've taken my dog out they haven't gone to the bathroom i'll bring them in a put them in the crate or b i purposely don't put them in their crate so i can start to teach my dog how to ask me to go outside i can sort of work on that particular lesson so I'll sort of follow my puppy around for a little moment and if they do go to have an accident on the floor and I say hey hey hey, what are you doing and they startle it's very common for puppies to want to run away from you and now you'd have to try and catch this peeing puppy and it's just like a big disaster so um, if you you know get after them and they say oh my gosh I'm out of here just very calmly go and step on the house line or the leash and stop them and then you can scoop them up and take them outside there's no need to yell or scream or make a deal of it 
you've you've indicated in the correct moment within one second of them making the mistake and that's all you need to do from there then just get them up scoop them up and get them back outside um uh, and but it, that's very hard to do if you don't have a leash or line now what you don't want to be doing is chasing the dog around the house yeah. and um a teaching them that you're just a litter mate and that you don't really call the shots or you're not in control and b you don't want to make the whole situation more dramatic than it already is you just want to you know be clear and simple and keep it keep it at that so let's jump into some of the chat i see some great questions about potty training coming in now i also see that um, melissa is clearly a maple leafs fan and is got to watch the game i get it you know go leafs go i can i totally i can understand <laughs> um so i want to say hello to tim russell uh, tim and i have uh, had a conversation this or earlier this week i love when uh, you know our viewers uh, or some of our students get really invested in their dog in like trying to solve some of the problems that might they might have, Tim's done a really impressive job at uh, helping his dog work through some uh, fear issues. Uh, nice. I've made some suggestions to, to to Tim, but he made this amazing like uh, staircase thing. If it's a, it's like one of the obstacles you'd see at like a, a you know law enforcement. Uh, oh thing, yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. Really, to really. Work on, like- yeah. Uh, confidence exactly awesome. yeah so very very cool so but i just want to say cool. hello to tim now um let's get to some of these questions about potty training so julia rathy how do i stop my dog from peeing on cement paths and that's a, sort of an interesting one um i don't know is there green space available because you're going to need something your dog's got to be on leash you need to have them on leash and you need to manage them and work them through that but if you have something like a leave it or uh you know you can even use your hey hey if your puppy or your young dog goes to pee on somewhere that you don't want them to pee one of the best things you can do is setting them up to be right so when if you are going out to potty and uh you take your puppy out to potty and uh you have a cement area maybe in your home um and then maybe it's a walkway or something like that then avoid that at all costs because especially if it's a male dog sometimes mm-hmm. male dogs will like almost reflexively lift their leg if they smell an area that's got has had pee that's on it before for sure. so avoid that area and show them exactly where you want them to go now it is going to take some management and, and maybe you even need to teach like a leave it command we have a video on the channel to teach mm-hmm. uh, your dog how to leave it but um uh, at this point it, not totally knowing how uh much uh, effort it's going to be to to uh to guide your puppy away you need to be managing dogs got to be on leash you have to be out there with them if this is happening in the backyard if it's like the sidewalk or something like that you can just tell them hey hey and then guide them to a green space um, if you can and then the ultimate goal would be you know if you use your verbal reprimand and then you follow through with the leash enough times you're going to get to the point where your dog starts to listen just to your voice and so eventually you could you know down the road have your dog off leash and if they go to do you know something like pee in a place that you don't really want them to um, you can say hey hey leave that you know come over here pee here and they'll listen to you but they won't listen until they've had the training of hearing the commands that you want them to listen to and then be guided in the direction that you're hoping them to go I know I have that issue I have um, you know we have some male dogs that are sometimes brutal about wanting to pee on everything on walks and and whatnot Um, especially if other dogs have been walking there so we uh, will just use our leave it command and initially training it we would just guide the dog away from that p- particular area with the leash and then eventually we can we can just simply control it with our voice so yeah now that's the, what we would say the chat's moving pretty quickly but i think i've grabbed a couple that are other uh, okay. that are good ones for you guys 
So, uh, Ashmita Sharma says, I can't get my puppy to go to the bathroom outside. That's a good question. Very he, common. He's good at going on the pad, but won't go outside. Mm-hmm. What, what, what suggestions do you have? So, um, we, depending on your house situation, if you do have, you know, the only time, I'm not a big pee pad promoter. I, I don't think it's a great way to teach house training. It just condones the dogs going to the bathroom in the house. Um, however, if you live in an apartment building that's like, you know, really, really, you know, your apartment building's really high up and it's not easy to get the dog outside to the grass, then I can certainly see how that, you know, maybe would bridge the gap. But if you can get to grass fairly easily, um, I would eliminate the pee pads altogether. Um, and if you find that you can't do it cold turkey, what you can start to do is move the pee pads uh, towards the door and then just outside the door so actually take the pee pads from inside your house and put them outside your house and then move them towards the area that you do want your dog to go to the bathroom Um, in addition to that when you're trying to teach your dog to go to the bathroom somewhere specific so this can be off the pee pads or maybe you're you've never used pee pads and you want your dog to go to the bathroom in a specific place on your property um, opposed to like anywhere that they want try to teach your dog to go to that area but choose to go at times when you know your dog has to go to the bathroom um, so that they're more likely to go so in the morning is a perfect house training opportunity so um, you know pick the puppy up out of their crate instead of letting them go to the pee pad to go to the bathroom take them outside and they've just been in their crates all night their bellies are full they're gonna have to go to the bathroom and relieve themselves so take them outside at that moment or for the pee pad put it outside in that moment or if you know it you're not using a pee pad you want them to go to a specific area take them to that area and if they try to go somewhere else in the meantime stop them scold them and take them to that area and then praise them like crazy when they go in the in the place that they want you need to do that several mornings in a row and um, dogs actually are pretty situational so um, very situational so they actually can get really good our dogs actually even do that on our own eh? like we have an area out to the side of our house that we allow our dogs to go to and our dogs all have their own little spots in that area that yeah. they go to the bathroom so yep. dogs are pretty they you know they're, they're they develop these habits yeah, and like the, routines and things falls that falls very easily for them or that happens very easily for them so that's what i would suggest about the pee pads yeah so tons of great questions coming in um i like this one from betty ash she asks, trying to potty train my golden, should you reward with treats or positive words? Um, it depends on the food motivation level of the dog. Um, you know, you certainly could reward with treats for your dog going to the bathroom. But in my experience, um, I've had several pretty food motivated dogs that will actually start to purposely asked to go outside just because they have associated that with getting food. I actually had a uh, funky monkey, my dog Funky, uh, when she was a puppy, she would pretend to pee so that I would feed her. So she would go out, she would squat, and then of course I'd be, yes, good girl, and I would feed her. And then, you know, after a little while, I was like, gosh, this dog is peeing so much. And then I sort of ducked to see, she's a female, so it wasn't like that easy. And I would duck to see, and it's just, you know, she was just sort of squatting. She wasn't going to the bathroom, so a little, she was training me so fast uh, she sort of had figured that out so I stopped using food and then just continued to use verbal praise and that type of thing and that seemed to work really well for her so I don't, wouldn't say that there's an exact answer for that I think it's sort of dog dependent um, you can start out with using food maybe but if you see that that's sort of um, encouraging the dog to ask to go out too much or they start fake being like my dog yeah. did then you may want to that's not uncommon that I mean we hear about that sort yeah of I have had other people say that the same yeah. thing has happened but 
Um, so uh, I wanted to thank uh, our moderator, Dan Luton, for adding that leave it. So if you're, if you're trying to teach your dog a leave it command, there's a link in the chat. But thank you, Dan. Yeah, if, you, if you're on mobile and you click that, you might be sent off uh, this video. So, um, But uh, I really appreciate Dan always adding those links in. Just be aware. So um, an, uh, there was another question I had. with so many great questions coming in. I didn't want to uh, miss just any. Just Lamb Chop said, even nix the pee pads uh, when the temperatures yeah. are brutal outside. Uh, yep. Unfortunately, dogs have to learn to go to the bathroom outside. They're only yeah. out for a second. We have had a lot of um, smooth-coated dogs that we've had to train house train in the winter. Uh, Beeline, we got her, remember? Yep. In the winter, she's got a very short coat, so we put a little coat on her, and we went outside, and she did her business, and we would come back in. Uh, it's certainly not as enjoyable for you uh, and for the dog because it's warmer inside, but um, you don't want to create gray areas for the dog because that's where you're going to get more issues so try to just be black and white if you can yeah I, we get so many people who are struggling with puppy po uh, pads yeah uh, that i can't i can't suggest it's ever a good situation mm -hmm. i mean if you even if you're for short periods of time that's the best way to do it yeah a definitive line outside you can go potty and inside you can't um just because of all the issues that i've seen people uh, yeah. develop and all the puppies that have developed um dkm 2k12 says puppy sleeps all night just fine can hold it two hours during the day walked a full hour and he went three times then came in and peed on his raised bed after 30 minutes was fully supervised now we kind of um a couple things come to mind immediately so does he mention the age of the dog or she he or she mentioned no no just so puppy yeah so uh, uh even so kale talked a little bit earlier about what to do when you catch your puppy in the act and sometimes you know puppies are going to make mistakes They're, you know no puppy is perfect and as long as you're there to give your puppy the right information it's okay if occasionally they'll have a mistake now for walking for an hour peeing three times coming in and peeing again i'm a little bit worried about maybe like a uti or um you know something else that's going on uh, or maybe the puppy is too much um uh, you know it's just uh, neurotically drinking water like crazy or something also walking for an hour for a puppy is um a long time yeah I mean depends on the age that's uh, that that would be uh, yeah. it would be good to know but yeah that, that is a long walk for a little puppy but um, as you're as you're working through this um, the supervision I love to hear that it was supervised the whole time no, doing exactly as Kale mentioned earlier where you mark that moment with, ah, ah, or hey or clap your hands or something to startle the puppy or interrupt the behavior is gonna be your best course of action because then your puppy knows exactly what's right and what's wrong and make sure that you really clean that bed thoroughly because yeah. some dogs will actually go to the bathroom if they smell um, you know uh, an area where they've gone to the bathroom previously or another dog has so um, it's not uncommon for dogs to find areas that already kind of smell like that so uh, make sure that you try to clean it as thoroughly as you can so that you get the scent away and that might help stop the puppy from repeating that action um, for our next commenter I want to say a big <laughs> for SD cruiser as SD cruiser joins us uh, a train station regular uh, says was walking Charlie through Petco uh, leg lift heaven for male dogs oh, yeah. this time his leg came up like half an inch and then he looked up and locked eyes with me and put his leg down <laughs> success yeah that's great really really good that's funny yeah and I'm glad to see you here SD Cruiser so um, Deanna Brand s s asks is it true small dogs are harder to potty train 
Um, in my experience, no. But what they do have as a disadvantage is that their bladders are smaller. So they're harder yeah. in the fact that they can't hold their bladder as long as maybe a big dog can. They tend to have to be, you know, what I would treat like a big dog at at 12 weeks. I might, you know, manage a smaller breed for a little bit longer. But in terms of the dog understanding house training and like learning to ask to go inside, absolutely no difference i would actually say so we have a six pound uh, tiny toy poodle and out of all of the dogs i've ever trained and i've trained a lot of dogs uh she was one of the absolute easiest dogs to house train um she was very quick to figure out to ask go outside um so all of those parts went extremely smoothly but what i did notice that i have to be more aware with with her is that she just had to go to the bathroom more often because her little belly was so small so i couldn't initially leave her uh quite as long as i could other breeds at that age but again she's five or six years old now and she holds her bladder the exact same amount as all of our other bigger dogs but just the initial, that's the only difference I found. Um, but as far as like teaching them to ask to go outside, which is the other aspect of house training, nope, she was she was brilliant. She knocked it out of the park there. I just want to post this because it's a really it's a really nice uh, comment. Hi from Australia. You guys have helped me so much with my German Shepherd pup. And that's from Aww. Maddie Foskett. So thanks for saying that, we Maddie. Wanna we want to visit Australia. It. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's beautiful I hear. Um, Christine Steckel asks my four month old puppy doesn't pee in the crate all night but will pee in there during the day uh (laughs) excuse me the first thing that i would ask is uh christine do you have um bedding in your dog's crate uh, because sometimes over the nighttime, there's not as much stimulation. You know, the house is quiet. There's not really much going on. So sometimes it's easier for the puppies just to kind of chill out and sleep. Um, during the daytime, though, there's more action. You could be in and out of the house. There could be more things going on. Um, you know, it's easier for the puppy to be more stimulated. Uh, it's also common for dogs to s- often have more accidents in their crate if there's bedding in their crate. It's very common for dogs to go to the bathroom on the bed and just sort of let it soak the pee up and then they kind of push it off to the side so they have like a nice clean area to sleep in. Typically, dogs don't like to be dirty in their crate. They like to keep their sleeping area clean. So think about... um, Uh, Christine mentions only at night will we put the bedding in. Okay, so there's no bedding in there during the day. That's that's great. Um, Also consider how big the crate is. Make sure it's small enough that the dog can't go to the bathroom in one end and then not in the other. Sometimes peeing the crate has nothing to do with the fact that they have to go pee. Sometimes it can be stress-related. It can be stimulated-related. They can pee for other reasons besides yeah. going to the bathroom. Um, so there could be there could be more going on there. Again, sometimes it's hard in this context to really um, give you the perfect solution because there are many options. But what I would recommend for you right now is just make sure that you're um, – not leaving the puppy in the crate for a super long time and make sure that if you are home to crate the puppy more so that you can watch them in the crate yeah, exactly. because it's yeah. really hard to fix something like this if you're only crating and like you're going out for the day and that type of thing so when you're at home typically people don't put their dogs in the crate very often right. when they're home but we can teach a lot of great things when we are home and we can work through that so try having a bit more crate time um when you're at home to supervise exactly. so that if they're going to pee in the crate you can scold them and treat them 
just like they were outside of the crate going to the bathroom. Um, and I think I saw her ask about toys. Yeah, so I think um, we'll save that one until we get to crates. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, but um, check check out what your routine is like. If you have a great routine getting your puppy ready for that overnight rest um, and your puppy doesn't have accidents overnight and then, you know, your puppy gets up and maybe they eat and then they you do something, play something fun with them or whatever and then they go back in their crate for any extended period of time during the day, maybe the routine is making it a little bit more challenging yeah. for your puppy. So on top of all the amazing things that Kale mentioned for you, just see what your routine is like and if you're making it harder for your puppy to be right. Now, uh, we'll take, uh, looks like maybe one more question on um, potty training and then let's shift gears and we'll talk about crate because I see lots of good crate questions coming in here. So, uh, Nappy says, it's sometimes difficult to get my uh, puppy to go potty when it's raining. He usually has the courage when I stand in the rain with him. Yeah, and this is something that I would encourage. So because it's a puppy, um, I would always be, even when it's raining, I mean, here it's like minus 10 right now. It is degrees. so cold. And uh, I'll go out if we, we had a winter puppy. I'll go out with that puppy. Uh, we to go make, out with our dogs now. Yeah, we do. And they're all right. adults. Right, yeah, to make sure that everyone is going and, and whatever. But I would go, even if it's raining. this is going to sound weird, but we like to look at their poop. Well, yeah, you need to. <laughs> Right. Well, you need to know. To put it bluntly. Yeah. You need to know what the consistency is. And yeah. we've had some dogs with GI issues lately. So health. Yeah. For their health. It's good to keep an eye on that if you have a multiple dog household. But go out with your puppy, even though it's out in the rain. Um, while you're potty training, it's so important to know if your puppy's gone, if how much they're going, all these little things. So, uh, you know, put on your rain jacket and your uh, rubber boots and head umbrella. out. And, or take an umbrella. Get and an head umbrella out there made them. for two. Yeah. I've seen those. They have like these amazing little upside down umbrellas they're for dogs have you ever seen that picture of that it's, no. it's adorable anyway moving on i guess kale doesn't know what we're talking about so um lots of good questions coming in about uh crates i also saw a couple of questions so let's shift gears now we're going to talk about potty training and i just wanted an opportunity to blow potty the train training station whistle crate training. <laughs> yes crate crate training we're going to move on to crate training now and uh, again, I just wanted a chance to blow the whistle. So I get to do it three times now. Is this, Here is in this the train station. new? No, it's, I've always done that. Remember we had a, we had half an episode where I talked about like some sort of awesome thing that I do just before I blow the, the uh, oh, whistle? I don't remember like the finger point though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like that's new. It, maybe it is. I, I No, it's not that new. I, I've been doing it for some time, I think. He's committed to this. Okay. Place. So He's committed to the finger. Couple printing. great questions. So getting moving into crate training. If you have a question about crate training, uh, you know, uh, or something related to crate training, now is the time to drop it into the chat. Greg Folds asks a question that sort of relates to crate training. So, um, how long should a training session be for a puppy? per day. So a crate is a great way to manage your puppy. If you aren't able to supervise them or engage with them or play with them or train them or whatever you're going to do, a crate is a really important way to keep them safe, to um, limit the amount of mistakes that they can make, the trouble that they can get into. But Kale and I uh, often Think talk. of it like a playpen for a toddler. Like you you can't possibly follow a toddler, toddler around, you know, every single moment of the day. Sometimes you need to put them down for a nap. Sometimes you need to put them in, you know, there while you have a shower so it's it's the same thing you would never you would never let you know a young child run around the house and go into a bunch of different rooms all by themselves like you're constantly watching them to make sure they're okay it's same thing um <laughs> i just read that uh how dare you interrupt mid toot toot kale i agree thank you dan for your support okay okay you two are not allowed to get up on me <laughs> okay uh anyways um shoot what was I just saying? Talking about um, managing your dog, managing your puppy, using the crate. 
Uh, totally training training times train. training times throughout the day. I totally lost my train of thought. So something that we often talk about is breaking your training sessions up into little short bite-sized pieces, um, putting your puppy in their crate, taking them out, engaging with them, really letting them know that you're of value, that you are uh, something, someone who's fun, uh, worth listening to uh, and engaging with. So you know, multiple times through the day, but puppies have little bellies. Puppies have, uh, you know, these short energy spikes and then they sort of just, uh, they run out of gas. And extremely curious. So you and should never curious. underestimate what a little puppy can do. <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, shorten, have multiple training sessions. Maybe they're 10 minutes each, maybe they're 15 minutes, whatever. A few times throughout the day, whatever suits your schedule, you know, so that it maybe before you go to work or in, once in the morning after breakfast, whatever, and then throughout the day. The other great thing about that is that it's sort of, uh, if you always train uh, every night at six o'clock, uh, after you have dinner, your puppy and your uh, as a uh, agent to being a young dog, they're going to start to know that the only time that they really need to listen and the only time that you are going to do training with them is after dinner at six o'clock. So, and it's not that they can tell time; it's about the routines in their life. In their life, so uh, really uh, change it up. You know, throw those little training sessions in, maybe uh, as you're getting your breakfast ready or at lunchtime or whatever. Yeah. Short little training up. sessions all throughout the day, and really. Um, Really, it's all about managing your dog well, which which is training as well. But sometimes when we say the word training, people think, okay, I got my bait patch on, I got to have my treats out, my leash, and that like that's you know my training session. And then they kind of put all that stuff away, and then they don't really manage the dog or think about what the dog's doing. So you know, your dog's learning every your puppy's learning every single second of the day. So. Um, trying to integrate your, you know, showing your dogs your expectations and and helping them to learn in every situation that they're out of their crate is really the best way to train them but, but short periods of time, many times throughout the day, if you're working on specific skill building. Yeah. So uh, Perla Vasquez Vasquez has a really great question. I have two puppies, a girl and a boy. Should I keep them in the same crate or separate? Mm. What do you think about that? Kim? You are very daring to get two puppies yeah. at the same time. Uh, absolutely should be in separate crates. And we even recommend putting them in different rooms. Um, there is um, a lot of bumps that you are going to have to overcome having two puppies at the same time and uh, one of the biggest issues is that uh, litter mates will tend to bond to one another and become very dependent on one another and um, the handlers or the owners often will have a hard time competing with that type of bond and we see a lot of separation anxiety with dogs are crated together for too long and so on and so forth so um, make sure that those puppies are learning to bond with you and to learn things completely separate from one another which means you know you think one puppy's a lot of work but having two is literally double the work um but no absolutely not created in the same crate um you know you could maybe have them side by side but if they're already really like attached to one another then i would recommend um creating them in different rooms Keep them away from each other until you have them both trained, and then then they're they'll be fine to be put together back again. At that point, that's not a forever thing. Just right now, if they're young. I see uh, another hockey fan says Kingpin says, "Can you guys please schedule your live chats for either before or after or anytime there isn't a Leaf game? Can you tell we're Canadian? Like, is this the, that's our, funny. Our, yeah our Canadian uh, 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 viewership is uh, is ha- struggling right now to decide between the Leaf game and uh, the li- the train station? Um, so more. So I, I've seen a few questions come in about separation anxiety. Okay. 
and it's a comp- it's a complex um, issue. We spend time. We have a behaviorist, a couple of behaviorists on staff. Skill one skills and, and one for um, you know behavior uh, modification. Um, that uh, spent a lot of time dealing with separation anxiety in dogs. Um, one thing that's always a good option and a good opportunity is to use a crate to uh, provide some uh, you know a, a positive place that you can reinforce in. It's also a, a consistent place for a dog that you can um, really build value. For um, I know talking to one of our instructors, uh, something uh, when we were discussing a separation anxiety uh, case, he said uh, the the thing that the uh, the uh, uh, owner uh, dog owner wasn't doing was using the crate enough, mm. and the dog would get really worried um, before they'd leave the yeah, house. Yeah, because they start to associate it with you leaving the house or going to sleep, and there's no other opportunity for the dog to go in there and realize, oh, you know, my my owner's right there; she's not going anywhere. I don't have to be worried. Um, yeah. People assume if they're home that the dog shouldn't be crated but when they're young that's something that we really recommend that you do yeah do and it's really a good as kale mentioned it's a really good idea because you can so i've seen a few questions about crates and uh, i think alice mccord mentioned that her dog had destroyed the crate well you know you need to be there to train your puppy or your young dog through that you need to make sure they're in their crate occasionally during the day when you again when you aren't um if, if you're working on fixing crate problems then you need to devote that time when you might be out working on healing or working on like your recall to the crate to training through the crate to interrupting the, that barking and chewing and all those things to um, you know uh, maybe whatever fix get them to settle and sit when they're you know getting really stimulated in their crate but it needs to happen throughout the day just like any other training session would the other thing as Kale mentioned is it allows you to reinforce the dog and be uh, uh, there. You can reinforce them with within eye shot or eyesight, eye within line of sight, whatever. Uh, as well, you can <laughs> hear sight, them. Maybe. It's impossible to fix a problem, especially like a crate training related problem, when you're not there. Yeah. So you. Your dog gets reinforced. They know that it's not the end of the world, that you're there to praise them for it's making good choices. also very stressful for them. If it you're is. taking off and they're barking and whining and scratching and could potentially hurt themselves in the crate, like that needs to be at the at the front of your priority list as far as, you know, fixing it goes. Um, but the crate, you know, there's a lot of benefits to the crate. There's a million behavioral issues that you are going to avoid altogether because of using a crate with a young dog. You can fix a bunch of things. But also, too, like, you know, we were at the vets the other day and there was a dog that was into, uh, not our dog, but a dog that had to be held uh, overnight because it was really sick. And it was just horrible in the crate because it wasn't crate trained the dog was already very sick it was on an iv and it was stressed because it was stuck in this crate because the owners refused to crate the dog so now when they have to take the dog to the vet to be cared for to help it you know feel better because the dog doesn't know how to be in a crate it just made the whole experience just so awful for the poor little dog um or if you need to board your dog you know the vet is a good example you know crating your dog in the car for safety so if you get in an accident you know your dog is safe so you know just the crates are the way to go yeah nick garber um i see if i've added this to the queue the chat's moving so quickly it's hard to uh he's got a good question 
Um, hi guys, my four and a half month old border collie will still will bark and uh, bark and while in his crate. Um, when he sees me leave the room, I tried everything. I pretend to leave. Uh, I corrected from around the corner for barking. And then uh, Nick had mentioned a few other things. Um, when you say correct, what do you mean? What are you doing? Yeah, you've got to be careful with uh, how you address the, yeah. those situations. He said, um, but he mentions I've crated him uh, while I'm there to normalize the crate. Good. good, which is a good choice. I've also varied the amount of time I'm gone and varied letting him in good. and out. You're on the right track on a lot of things for yeah. sure. Um, just make sure that your timing is good. So when he is making noise, you need to mark that with your voice the moment he makes noise. So ah, quiet, something that's firm and direct. And then from there, you need to follow through with something physical to back up your verbal because a lot of people will just, you know, shout at the dog or tell them quiet and then the dogs will just continue barking you know a few seconds later so you might need to say quiet and go and you know smack the top of the crate or yeah something just like startled the dog yeah to stop stop uh, that uh, mindset it, barking is a really self-rewarding behavior yeah, for dogs very. and the act of barking is rewarding and they just bark and bark and it feels good and um you know it, it may have started from some sort of anxiety but once they get into the routine of barking it feels good yeah the other thing you need to be careful too is if you know the dog has sort of figured out that when it barks you're going to return even if you're coming back to like tell the dog to stop barking and you're being you know a bit negative with the dog some dogs are like oh you're back I don't care that you're being negative I can see you so also make sure that you're waiting until the dog is more quiet and then you're returning into the room at that point so the dog realizes that quiet behavior brings you back and that they can see you at that point um okay using an at, at so with your at, at then you need to follow through with some type of physical and if you want to do the around the corner trick which is great add the um at, at and then have a long line attached to the crate door yeah say at, 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 pull on the long line so it shakes the crate door you're gonna get maybe just a few moments of of silence maybe just a second then you need to say yes good quiet and then return back into the room and then praise the puppy from there um but you need to follow through with something that makes your voice have a bit more credibility because you can till the cows come home machine gun yeah and the dogs are gonna be like whatever this stuff is you do it all day long and it doesn't really i don't really care so you have to have follow through there needs to be some meaning behind that so that eventually when you do say it your dog goes oh i know i no, I understand what that means, and I need to be quiet in order to earn reward and praise from you. Really good. Um, I, I want to just move along to the next. Um, oh, I think we've already talked, we covered that one. Um, okay, Quincy Owens asks a great question. When, sh when could when should a crate stop? being used for overnights? Uh, this is totally dog dependent, so I don't want to throw an age out there uh, because all dogs are so different. It really depends on how well their house training is going, uh, how well their obedience and listening is going, how well, you know, are they doing a good job of not chewing things in your house? That's probably the big thing. Um, so it's hard to really say, but when your dog, you know, can be trusted, um, when you're not there uh, to not do bad behaviors, then I would say that would be a similar time where you can start letting them sleep out of their crate at night. Um, how old? Beelab was pretty young when she started to sleep out of her crate at yeah. night, but she also was really quick to not 
she wasn't really a dog that like chewed a lot of things no. and whatever. But no. also keep in mind we're dog trainers and we don't give the dogs very many opportunities to make those errors. Right. Uh, so we were able to give her freedom overnight very, very quickly. I would say under a year she was already sleeping out of her crate. Uh, but it was definitely at the point where I completely felt she was ready it wasn't like okay let's try this out and see if you know we still have a baseboard in the morning right it was you know i felt very confident about what i was about what we were doing uh so that would be sort of my best answer i, I don't want to give an age it's more about behavior and the dog's ability to make good choices by that point yeah and i want to i see some other good questions um if you have a question uh, about socialization for your puppy that's the next topic we're going to talk about we've got a couple more great questions here um uh, speaking to crate training but alice McCord has asked a couple of important things. Well, she's mentioned she's really struggling with her crate. Her dog's destroyed the crate um, and the separation anxiety uh, she feels the dog has when she leaves and the dog makes quite a mess. Um, Alice, you, Alice, you met, go ahead. Yeah, it just, it sounds like it could be just maybe a bit more of an issue than just like just normal separation anxiety. You might need to seek advice from a yeah. professional that can really talk to you about you know, how the day's going it might be a little bit more in depth than what we can do on a live stream, but we'll do the best that we can. Yeah, for without sure. Without knowing all of the ins and outs of being able to have an actual conversation with you about it. I mentioned a little bit earlier about the puppy potty training issue where, uh, you know, see what your routine is. Uh, if someone was having a trouble with their puppy um, going potty in the crate you know if the you're day. using a wire crate or a plastic crate as well. Yeah. I, she, she's still here, so she'll probably mention it. But um, see what your routine is. What are the because tr- something's triggering your dog to feel this uh, anxiety. Something is starting them thinking, "Uh oh, so she's about to leave," or you know, this. I have reason to get really anxious and worried. Really closely, uh, be be really self aware about what you're doing when your dog starts to get anxious, and you need to break that rhythm. Another great thing you can do is before you reach that point. So let's say really simple but let's say you uh, you know you make your breakfast um, and you uh, put your coat on grab your keys and head out the door and your dog was you put your dog in the crate and then you head out the door well probably if you've done it enough times your dog knows that the moment you click the toaster down to start your breakfast uh oh she's leaving really soon it's time to get it amped up so if you can um, uh, break... dogs are really that smart yeah her, she had a wire crate or has a wire crate so uh... if you can break some of these routines some of these triggers eliminate some of these triggers so change up your routine a little bit and preemptively give your dog something great like maybe a, a Kong with something uh, in inside it that they love maybe before you start your breakfast or you know it's gonna be time dependent I don't know how fast your dog will eat all the peanut butter out of the Kong but if you can uh, um, you know, uh, give them something interesting to think about and distract them from the fact that you're just about to leave can be a really powerful way to avoid that trigger of the separation anxiety. Now, certainly, I don't know. It sounds like you have, uh, you know, it's a pretty complicated or complex um, issue you may have. And I would suggest speaking with a, a local behaviorist if you can to see, maybe identify. Uh, we don't know enough about your dog, about you, the, your relationship. Uh, you know, what I can see. If you, I can see from some of the comments you're making a few things you are doing wrong, though. Um, I don't mean it to be that negative, but I, hopefully this can be quick fixes. One of the things you mentioned is when my dog is in trouble, he knows it and heads to its crate. So that tells me that the dog, um, A, does understand that the crate is a place for him to go and, like, feel safe. But B, if he's associating being in trouble with going to the crate, you've somehow 
associated something negative with the crate. Yeah. So you need to make sure that your dog's not doing that. If you get him in trouble for something, you need to make sure that you solve that problem, you know, you know, address that issue, and then you need to find something successful. And then every time he goes to his crate, whether you're sending him there or he's going on his own, it must be in a positive manner. We never use the crates for any type of disciplinary action or timeouts. We don't believe right. in anything like that. No. Um, um, it's you know, dogs are not children. They leave. They live and and understand things very differently. So timeouts are very foolish. Um, the crate is wire. I would definitely suggest a plastic crate. There's a lot of dogs that feel more comfortable in a plastic crate because it's a bit more of a denning type feel, which a lot of dogs really like. Um, and another thing I notice is that you said I say no in a barking tone. Yeah, I want. Yeah. Yeah, we try to avoid using the word no in our training if possible because it's such a normal conversational word that you would have like with your family members um, and that type of thing. We want to try to use a, a phrase or a sound it's, it's that's not, more particular. No isn't specific enough. So if we want to give our dog information, we always want to be te- uh, coaching our dogs. And if we want to give our dog information, then we, uh, if they're you know going to uh, hop up on the counter, we might use a leave it or an off. It's very specific. If your dog picks up a, a sock, jumps on the couch and is running around like a madman, and you say no, well, what are you saying no to? Is it that you want him off the couch or you want him to drop the sock? Which thing is it? So we want you to be really specific with your dog so that he clearly understands the mistake that he's made. So in this case, maybe it's a quiet or uh, maybe it's a go lie down or whatever the thing is. But you've got to be careful about using no because no might for him, for you two, might mean don't pull on my leash. No might mean don't jump up on me. It might mean, uh, you know, stop chewing the leg of the uh, Chesterfield or or uh, a couch or whatever. Chesterfield. You're pulling out some great yeah. words today. I know. We know we're going. We're, Chesterfield. It's, it's, it's Are throwback, you from like the 1960s? Throwback language here on the train station. <laughs> but you need to be giving your dog really specific information and using, getting away from that no. And you here's this little sneak peek. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about this on Monday's video. So make sure you check it out at 730. Um, but using that uh, no is try to stay away from it. Try to give them more specific information. So, get back to the chat. So, a couple... Oh, did we cover this one already? I don't think uh, so. We did say from another girl about creating dogs Yeah, together. so Laura Hoffman says, three-year-old three French bulldogs, can I leave them in an apartment in the crate together? Why or my, why not? Yeah, the, so especially with the younger dogs, three months old, they're going to be the 12 weeks. I A couple of reasons why I don't, uh, why I always suggest that people do not create their dogs together. Number one, we talk about the bond. We really want our puppy to um, uh, bond with us first things first. They really need to know that we... Uh, are worth listening to and that we bring lots of value. The other thing is it's so important in my, we have a multiple dog household and so do you. So in a multiple dog household, you want to have some idea of how much each dog is eating, how much each dog is drinking, if any dog is having accidents. So that's really, if one of your puppies has, makes a, a mess in the crate, you don't know which one and you're not there. You don't know which one it was. If uh, you're feeding them and they're that close together and you know, one doesn't finish their food and the other one finishes it, you'll never know. You know, uh, it's so nice for your puppies to each have their own time to relax, maybe chew on a bone or something, chew on something. Um, So try try to separate those two puppies. Try to get them into the separate crates for all of those reasons, plus the ones that we talked about before. Jumping in, changing, shifting gears here. Shift gears and... (laughs) 
move on to socialization as we are moving along in the train station. Uh, Lamb Chop asks, what is the most important specific specialization skills that can be done for a 10-week-old puppy who had no litter mates? Uh, I think maybe she means socialization. Yeah, didn't she say Didn't I say that? Specialization. Oh, socialization. Yeah, sorry. Um, well, that's a hard one because it depends on the dog's temperament. Uh, if the dog is very boisterous and sort of could potentially be a bit of a bully, then I would be working on a lot of control and focus on you and not exposing the dog to a lot of other dogs at this point. If the dog is going to be really worried because it's scared of other dogs because it's not really been around them, then, you know, I may want to work through that. However, I would be extremely cautious on how I did it um, to make sure that I was exposing my dog to situations that are going to uh, encourage you know the dog in the direction I want and not like hurt the situation anymore there's lots of people that will socialize their dogs and put them in situations where you know it's not really to the dog's advantage they could you know get overwhelmed really easily or they could learn to be a bully or you know they could get in a dog fight there's just lots of of ways it could go wrong so I actually find it really hard to answer that not knowing anything about about the dog's temperament. Yeah. Um, so talk, we'll talk with this. So, I mean, the yeah. socialization things that we think are really important, even when it's not dog-to-dog socialization, yeah. we know that dog, the dog-to-dog socialization can go wrong. You know, unless it's under a watchful eye, we're always worried about people who say, oh, I took my dog to the park and they met a friend. We took, uh, you know, my puppy to my neighbor's house and they also, they have an older whatever breed and we let them socialize. Um, I always worry with a young dog about uh, their experience, as Kale sort of talked about before, unless there's someone like who's really got a keen eye and knows when sort of the tables can turn. But the most important socialization that you can do with your dog is socializing them to uh, people, places, and things. So getting them really comfortable with maybe even things like different surfaces in your house or, um, you know, meeting uh, the neighbor. Certainly you want to work on that, different like sitting at your side. Different sounds, for sure. The puppies that really, we went to New York City few months ago and I was really impressed at the amount of dogs that could uh, not even turn their head when like a street sweeper went by where our dogs would be like what on earth is that thing but these dogs have had a great socialization experience and it's not with other dogs we I've mentioned it throughout the course of uh, tonight's show but we we want uh, our dogs to have a solid relationship with us. That's why you have a dog, so that you can go out and you do things with them. You don't have to worry as much at this point about their relationship with other dogs. Certainly, uh, you know, you want them to be friendly and, and right and um, well behaved and absolutely and respectful for sure. Other dogs. Yeah, which is something that they you, you're, you have a unique challenge. Something that you may have to introduce them to so that they can understand. But if you, so let's uh, phrase it like this. So after you've focused on you, like people, places, and things with your socialization, if you have someone who you really trust, somebody who you, and you know their dog is really great, is well-behaved or uh, whatever, you know, the situation might be, um, maybe that would be a person that you would consider trying socialization with, you know, but um, I I always worry, you know, uh, about people socializing their dogs uh, with other dogs because we get so many we get so many dogs in for behavioral um, training that got bit at the dog park 
or you know had a negative experience with the neighbor's dog and now you know they they've they've got to work through all these challenges and struggles i feel so bad for these dogs because they just don't know any better one bad uh, one bad episode can create so many problems mm-hmm. so i need to be really careful and keep that in mind like socialization is people places and things and then after that after you have a dog who responds reliably we actually have a video on the channel how to teach your how to introduce your puppy to your other dogs and maybe our uh, maybe dan can pop that in the chat but um that would be a good video for you to check out uh because we talk a lot about um how to really what the benchmark should be before you start introducing your puppy to other dogs okay what else have we got here Oh, I, I saw this from Kingpin, and we'll go back just for a second. Um, he says, I'll be picking up, picking up my first puppy, Jack Russell, at the end of the month. It's about a five-hour drive, and it's going to be cold from Saskatoon to Winnipeg. Yeah, I, I bet it will be cold on that drive. He also says, I have a travel crate, and as I understand, it's not a good idea to have any bedding inside. The car will be warm, of course, but is that warm enough? Uh, what about a toy or something like a Nylabone in the crate? Um, since the puppy is so new, I would uh, start with a bed in the crate but I would have one on hand or like a towel or something because sometimes um, in that situation just adding a, a bed or a crate might comfort the dog in a new situation and just sort of help the dog settle a little bit more uh, if the puppy's like being able to shift around in the crate because the car's moving that could cause more stress so I would just have one on hand and you know throw it in there if you think that would be helpful um, you could really go either way obviously the warmth I'm not too worried about the warmth because your car will be warm if the puppy's in you know in the car with you um, but I'd be more worried about like the puppy sliding around in the crate or the puppy just being overwhelmed because it's, you know, it's a pretty new situation. Sometimes um, having them, you know, with bedding in the crate can be a little bit more helpful, calming. Tim Russell says, uh, if mine is skittish of people, should I allow them to try and pet her? Uh, Absolutely not. No. When your dog is skittish of people, you really need to be patient and make sure that the dog is ready for people to you know, lean in and pet. For a lot of dogs, somebody leaning over to pet them can be a really um, intimidating situation. And if people are sort of forcing themselves on the issue on the dog or in this scenario, then sometimes it actually can make your problem worse. So um, a good thing to do is just to get your dog comfortable just being around people without people trying to pet her. And if you think that the dog is then ready to, um, you know, learn to greet someone, pick and choose your people wisely because there's very few dog savvy people out there. Uh, when you're just meeting people on the street and a lot of people are like, oh, what a cute dog. And they lean over with their hands and they move quickly or they bend down. And that's just overwhelming to the dog. So you need to be very uh, picky about the people that you expose your dog to. Make sure that they're calm and quiet have a good way about them um and they're not going to over overwhelm the dog Uh, we have one of our dogs that is not super keen about meeting new people and um when people kind of push the issue with her and try to get her to come and say hello she's much worse if they just sort of ignore that she's there and talk to me and just not really make a big deal I can see her kind of shimmy her way over and like lean against them and be like okay I think I could say hi to you Uh, and then they can usually pet her from there so you know if they are skittish of people you don't want to force the issue you need to just 
pick at it away, pick at it away very calmly uh, and at the pace that the dog sets themselves. Yeah, good. Um, just Elizabeth Uwa has a question about crate training. My, our puppy keeps pooping in the crate when we put her in her crate to leave. We space out the time uh, to be a few hours after she ate and we have a divider in the crate and she sleeps in it at night. Again, this is a little bit, uh, we're going to go back to uh, the, the even though there's a divider, I'm not sure what kind of puppy it is, but even though there's a, a divider in it before, um, there there might be enough room for your puppy to feel like she can have an accident. Is it she? Yeah. Um, she can have an accident in one place and move back. The other thing is knowing that you have a problem. We talk a little bit about having your crate near you when you're dealing with potty training, when you're dealing with crate training. And uh, at night, maybe you can put it near your bed or, uh, you know, during the day, your puppy should be in their crate somewhere nearby that you can keep an eye on them and you'll know if they're about to have an accident. You can use that same um, potty training, uh, you know, that sort of marking that negative reinforcer, marking that moment that she's making a mistake. But you do need to be a really aware uh, of the fact that you, you're going to have to invest some time to train that to stop her from pooping in her crate. It's actually something I might make a video on because I know uh, other people have asked about this. And Wallace. So we're going to uh, talk, uh, uh, before we wrap up, we'll answer some more of these uh, questions. Potty training help. 10-week-old mini Aussie, we take her out frequently. She'll go potty inside. We reward. Then she's inside for a few minutes and pees again. Ah, the double peer. Yeah. Yeah, so if you, you might not have been here earlier, Anne, but we, we talk about this occasionally. So a couple of things you can do here. If you think that your puppy hasn't gone uh, totally or you think that your puppy might have an accident when you come back inside, you need to be 100% eyes on that puppy unless they're in their crate so that your puppy doesn't feel like they can they can uh, you know be an opportunist to take advantage of the uh, you know that little bit of freedom and they'll have an accident if you do you catch them in the act you give them the uh, or whatever um, to mark that moment we have a video a few videos on potty training on the channel uh, like a whole potty training playlist but if you feel like your puppy might be having an accident inside, indoors, even after you've let them out, you need to make sure you're supervising them. It's so vitally, vitally important. Um, and Becca Schwartz, my bulldog is peeing in his crate every day. What can I do to deter this? I've made it small enough he can barely turn around and nothing in the bottom of the crate. So I love the fact that you have reduced the size. Now he should be able to turn around. Your puppy should be able to turn around, stand up and lie down comfortably. Um, I love that there's nothing in the bottom of the crate, but sort of speaking to uh, the, I forget who mentioned, maybe Elizabeth. Um, you're gonna have to train specifically on your puppy being in the crate you know, watching them, supervising them, move that crate around in your house so that you can address these issues uh, as you encounter them, as they come up and you can uh, do the things that we mentioned earlier in the live stream. But you're going to have to focus on it. You're going to have to uh, devote some time to uh, really watching your puppy. Oh, great. So Dan uh, Luton has dropped the potty training playlist in the chat he keeps coming up he, he's uh what a great moderator ringer, ringer yeah he also uh told me that his 93 year old grandfather even calls it a couch rather than a chesterfield <laughs> does anyone else call it a chesterfield no one calls it a chesterfield you're crazy no i think we I, my parents did it was a chesterfield when you I say chesterfield that. i automatically think of like a flowered couch with yes. like the wood thing that's that, like, exactly go what we had that's exactly what we oh had. My God. It was actually built for like an ex exceptionally tall man. It was remarkable. It was this huge couch or oh Chesterfield. It was really cool. 
with that said, we do these live streams for you guys. Uh, I hope that you know we have been able to help you out a little bit. Uh, remember, we publish uh, every Monday at 7.30 and we try to have a train station every Thursday at 7.30 um, so that we can help you out. And I want to thank you guys for joining us. If this is your first time on our YouTube channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We publish new videos every single week to help you to have a well-behaved four-legged family member. Now, I have... Uh, a really cool announcement that's coming up soon. You don't even know about this yet. But we, uh, the director of online training at um, McCann Dogs, uh, Shannon, and I have been working on this idea because we were saying, oh, Judy says we always said Chesterfield. Thank you, Judy. Um, we uh, had this really exciting thing. We're, we're always talking about like, how can we give you guys more? Like, how can you, how can you get, uh, you know, more uh, training and like get more information? And we have a really exciting thing coming up and it's gonna cost zero dollars and zero cents every single month. It's totally free, uh, zero down, nothing a month. Um, and it's gonna be really fun. It's gonna be, uh, I don't wanna reveal too much. Maybe I'll save it. But, I feel like you've already revealed too much. Oh, uh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna, I'm excited about so it. So when do they get to find out about it? Maybe next. When do maybe, I get to find out maybe about the, it? When we turn the stream off? Well, possibly, or maybe I'll keep it a secret from Kale. <laughs> Maybe that's maybe that's what we'll have to do. I'll find out. But yeah, she probably will. Let's be honest. But um, it's I want you to keep an eye on the channel. I will definitely announce it to our YouTube audience first. Don't tell our Facebook fans or our Instagram followers or our Twitter followers. Don't tell those guys. Just for you guys, I'll definitely announce it here first so that you can get in uh, to it. And I'm excited to share it with you guys. Get into it. With that said, mm -hmm. I want to thank you for watching, and um, I want to wish you guys. Happy training, and uh, thank you again to our moderators and all of you uh, guys who asked amazing questions. On that note, I'm Ken. I'm Cal. Happy training, guys. Bye for now. See ya. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Train Station Replay. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, be sure to join us live on our YouTube channel at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursdays. Until then, happy training.